Hey, what's up, everybody? This is DJ Martin, church pastor at Parker Ford Church. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series called Reflections on Spiritual Formation. All year on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesdays, we've been taking about 10 to 15 minutes to talk about spiritual formation, different concepts uh, regarding what it means to be formed deeper into the image of God. And we're continuing that series today uh, with a conversation titled Lifelong Learners Who Read Broadly. Often what I'll do in these uh, 10 to 15 minute teachings is I'll, I'll kind of have a concept and a scripture, maybe a story of Jesus or a couple of verses, and we'll go after, uh, go after that. I think the scriptures have lots to speak to us about being lifelong learners. Um, there's many verses uh, in, in Proverbs that would talk about things like that. Certainly the prophetic scriptures um, in the New Testament, um, you know, we're told to love the Lord our God with all our minds. Uh, which has been a really important verse for me. There's there's others, but instead of focusing on a particular scripture today, I, I want to focus on the con just a couple of conversational concepts that I think uh, do speak to our formation as people and our formation as image bearers and our formation uh, in the image of Christ. So again, today's conversation is titled Lifelong Learners Who Read Broadly. What I want to encourage you today in, in your own spiritual journey in your walk with the Lord, in your uh, pilgrimage towards being more deeply conformed into Jesus's image, I want, I want to encourage you and challenge you to think about what it is that you are consuming from a media standpoint, from a social media standpoint, from a television movie standpoint, and maybe most importantly, from a reading standpoint, and how that is shaping to you. I've been, my wife and I have been watching uh, this series from the History Channel lately called Alone, and I think they're on season eight this year. We're kind of late to the game, so we've, we've only watched uh, most of the first season at this point, but I, I got to tell you, I'm kind of obsessed with it. So the concept of alone is they take 10 different people and they take them to some remote place. I think it's usually in like Northern Canada uh, where there's just, it's just so remote and it's so cold. They drop them off in like September and then it's just whoever can last the longest gets $500,000. And so they don't know how many contestants are left. They don't know, like each person is just totally isolated they don't know, they don't have books or phones or anything with them. They have a camera, they film themselves, and then they get 10 tools. Um, and it's amazing to watch these people, um, how creative they are, uh, how, how difficult it is to be isolated and alone, but then what the human mind and spirit can do. Um, and these are just people, you know, they're, they're quote unquote survival experts, but these are people taken from you know, family lives and from jobs and, and all of a sudden they're dropped in the wilderness. And it's just amazing to see what uh, human creativity, the structures that they build for themselves to live in, the, the ways of, of nourishing their body that they come up with. Um, some of them build handmade instruments and, and play music. And it's just amazing. Um, in this age, it's, it's terrifying to think how stunted our intellectual capacities have been, um, and not just intellectual capacities, our relational capacities, how, how stunted our growth as holistic persons is um, by the ease and the comfort, the noise and the busyness 
of our lives. I, how easy is it at the end of the day to just turn on the TV and veg out for two to three hours or maybe more? How easy is it when you're just sitting there to pull out your phone and open up Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or, you know, whatever? How easy is it just to kind of coast through life uh, without being intentional, without uh, seeking to face challenging situations, without seeking to grow. I mean, the modern world just numbs us. It numbs our souls. It numbs our minds. I mean, I mean it is life-sucking and life-numbing to live in this modern culture unless we are super intentional about the way that we engage growing and learning. And so we need to be lifelong learners. And maybe maybe the primary way that this is possible in our culture, where literacy rates are, you know, really, really high compared to world history, um, is that we can read really broadly. I mean, if you have a Kindle uh, or on your phone, you can read books uh, from around the world or listen to books on Audible, read broadly. I, I've found that um, many evangelical Christians uh, read pretty narrowly. And this could be for any number of reasons. It could be that um, you've been taught to be scared of reading uh, books written by people from different perspectives um, who, you know, aren't uh, explicitly writing about Jesus or that kind of thing. And, and that's just, that's a tragedy <laughs> because there are so many wonderful things to learn and so many books to read uh, from all over the place. And so that, that's the main point I want to talk about today is be a person who reads broadly. If you read a lot of Christian literature, maybe it's sort of the, of the popular level self-help devotional kind of, of reading. Um, generally what happens is that we end up reading uh, books written by people who look a lot like us. Maybe they're from our same culture, uh, same socioeconomic background, same political leanings, same theological leanings. And we just, by doing, it's not bad to read books by people who are like us, but what it does over the course of a long period of time is when we just read from the same perspective over and over and over again, we just get narrower and narrower and narrower in our ability to see any given issue. And we believe like this is the only way to see this thing. This is the only way, you know, to, to handle the scriptures or to approach this uh, difficult political situation or, or whatever. When we just listen to one side, it, you know, the one of the common phrases that's used and it's, a, it's an important one to wrestle with is the idea of an echo chamber. And, and that's used from a political standpoint, are, are you in an echo chamber? Do you just listen to people who say the things that you already agree with? That's a problem. <laughs> and in the same way, do you only read from people that you already agree with? Then why are you reading like at, at that point? And again, I'm not saying don't read uh, people who look like you or, or believe the same things. I'm just inviting you, challenging you to, to read more broadly, to, to be a little bit more courageous uh, and, and brave. It's okay to read things that you disagree with. Not only is it okay, it's really healthy. And so I, I have a, a practice. I don't, I don't follow it religiously or anything like that, 
but in my own reading, I'm, I'm, I love reading. I've been a lifelong re reader since I was a little kid. And, and just a couple of things. Um, I rotate the types of things I'm reading. So I'll, you know, I'm, I'm in a heavy season right now of reading uh, stuff on the background of the book of Luke, because we're going uh, into that as a church. We're going to be walking through the book of Luke. I'm going to be teaching through Luke. So I've been reading commentaries and and listening to teachings on Luke and, and doing more like theological, biblical studies reading on, on that topic. But, but um, uh, I also um, am always trying to read biographies. I, I have a whole list of biographies that I'm trying to work through um, over time. And so I'll, I'll read some stuff that's like more theologically oriented and then I'll read biographies and not, not sometimes a, a biography on a Christian, sometimes a biography on just someone I find to be really interesting, whether a musician or a politician or a historical figure, um, something, you know, something interesting where you can just hear a story and, and hear what, what the world looked like through that person's eyes. Then I try to read um, fiction. Uh, I read, uh, I'll sprinkle in classics and uh, I love the Russian classics. Um, that's been one of my favorite uh, kind of genres over the years. So I'll, I'll sprinkle in uh, classics. So I'm trying to read theologically. I'm trying to read biographies. I'm trying to read uh, fiction. Um, and then I also try to read fantasy and sci-fi just to spark my imagination. I mean, how many of us have had the experience of reading the Chronicles of Narnia, or the Lord of the Rings, or the Wingfeather Saga, or, you know, whatever, and, and our minds just growing in our ability to see the world and our imaginations expanding. And so read broadly. <laughs> Don't just read the same stuff. Read broadly and read from people that, that have a different point of view. Um, it's, it's, that's super important. You can't understand the argument uh, from a different side until you try to really understand it. If you approach every, you know, from a, this is obvious in, in like political situations. If you're just reading people that agree with you, it's, it's going to be really hard for you to empathize um, or, or to even fully understand the other side of the story or, or another angle at the issue. So read, read um, you know, if you're conservative, read progressive uh, um, material. It, it's good to be challenged and stretched. I, I've been reading recently, I've, I've read uh, Tim Keller's The Reason for God, which I never read before. And he has this great section at the beginning where he's like, you know, in, in the conservative church, we so often have this mindset that when we have doubts or, or struggles, we need to be afraid of that. We need to have all the answers. But he says, and I really appreciate this about Keller. He says, no, if you have doubts, you need to examine them. You need to listen to them. You need to explore them. You need to wrestle with them. You need to read broadly around what the things that you're wrestling with and, and having doubt around. So, you know, that's, that's coming from, you know, a very, a very respected voice in the conservative church, uh, Tim Keller, where it's, he's just giving an invitation to you and I uh, to think broadly, think, think broadly. Jesus can handle it. <laughs> if Jesus is who we believe he is, if he really is the King of Kings, if he really is the Lord, then he can handle our questions. And, and he's bigger than the boxes that we've built for him. So read, read broadly, read broadly. And then the last point I want to, I want to touch on, I, I could, you know, be on my soapbox, my proverbial soapbox, uh, a lot about the about this subject. But the last thing I want to talk about here is um, we're formed by what we give our attention to, and 
there might not be a more toxic thing forming people's minds culturally uh, right now than cable news. <laughs> and I mean that from both spectrums, uh, from more conservative and for, from more progressive liberal. It, it's awful. Um, and so I just wanna challenge you, if, if that's a habit of yours, um, to regularly be formed by cable news um, just understand that there is an agenda there to form your mind, to, to lead you down a path of formation um, that is often probably antithetical to being formed into the image of Jesus Christ as the one true king, the one true leader that, that we follow. And so I would just challenge you, if, if that's a regular practice of yours to listen to sort of the talking, screaming heads of partisan um, often uh, biased uh, voices that it's usually better to read your news than it is to watch people talk about news because um, that's opinion based. It's not going to be uh, it's not going to be vetted and fact checked and, and all of those things. So uh, it's I've found that it's uh, I get a better understanding of topics and issues if I'm reading than if I'm watching. Um, and I think that's probably the case for, for many subjects, not just when we, how we engage uh, news. So, you know, one of the really difficult things about being a shepherd, teacher, pastor in the current climate is that, you know, people might spend an average of four hours a day on their phone, an hour, an hour to two hours a day uh, watching uh, news, and then, you know, several hours a day on screens at work through their computer, you add that all together. And, and um, that means people are being formed by constant information. Uh, we're being formed by constant information through TV, through social media, through our phones, uh, through our computers, uh, six to eight hours, conservatively, six to eight hours a day. You come to church and you listen to a 30 minute sermon once a week. Uh, there's no competing with that. <laughs> a 30 minute sermon cannot form people. So what I want to challenge you is, is what you're consuming, what you're choosing to read, what you're choosing to watch. It is forming you much more deeply than a 30 minute sermon do does. And that's not because I, you know, don't believe in good preaching uh, or teaching. It's because the math just doesn't add up. If you're being formed by these things over and over again, every single day, it's going to shape your heart much more than a, than an hour long service on a Sunday morning. So be a lifelong learner, read broadly, read the scriptures, read about the scriptures, read biographies, read fiction, read fantasy, read, read science fiction, read broadly and let your mind be formed as you seek to be formed in the image of Christ. So just a couple of questions. What's shaping you? What voices have the most authority in your life? Is it a political figure? Is it a cable news network a person or station? So what voices have the most authority in your life? Whose opinion do you most trust uh, spiritually, economically, socially, politically? Do an inventory, do an internal inventory of the voices you trust and, and just kind of weigh that uh, are things in order in your life and how might Jesus be inviting you to broaden deepen or widen the voices you consistently listen to uh, if you have uh, if you want book recommendations reach out to me um, or uh, you know let's have a conversation let's let's continue the conversation about what it means to be a deeper people who are growing lifelong learners 
in the image of, of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great day. I hope this was uh, both challenging and encouraging uh, to you as you seek to walk the way of Jesus. Have a great day. Go with God. Be blessed.